Hello, everyone, and welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, where we speak with expert guests who give us tips on the job search process and advice on how to land the job that you've always wanted. Today on the show, we're discussing the subject of finding your career passion. For some people, finding a job that is rewarding, fulfilling, and based on their interests can be very difficult. So how do you identify your passion, and once you've found it, what practical steps can you take to implement it in your career? To discuss this topic, we're talking with Kathy Caprino. Kathy is an international women's career success coach, owner of Elia Communications, and the author of Breakdown Breakthrough, The Professional Woman's Guide to Claiming a Life of Passion, Power, and Purpose. Thanks for joining us today, Kathy. Thanks for having me. And so today we're talking about finding your passion, and that's kind of a phrase that we hear everywhere, but it's not always easy for people to identify their passion or to match it with their career. So to start off, do you want to tell us a little bit about your background, kind of your own personal search to find a career that fit well with your interests? Oh, I'd love to share that. Do we have an hour? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, briefly, I started out, I knew I wanted to write and, and I wanted to be a journalist and get into publishing is what I wanted. What happened was I took the very first job I got in science marketing and that kind of led to 18 years in a marketing career that just was not a good fit. I mean, I had a lot of outward success, absolutely, but inwardly it was not successful. I faced discrimination. I faced harassment. I was exhausted at the end. I had zero work-life balance because my kids were little then. Mm. But worse than all of that put together was waking up feeling like, is this really all there is? Is this what I'm going to be contributing my life to? You know, because we all, most of us work more hours than we do at anything else. I really came to an end point. But I tried to get help. I went to a career counselor, took assessment tests. Nothing moved me forward because I made a, a really good salary. And I thought, okay, my husband's a jazz percussionist. He's going to be, he's the creative one. I'm just the money bags, right? Yeah. So I didn't do anything, but then I got chronically ill. It just got worse and worse. And one month after moving to a more affluent area, bigger home, more financial burden was 9-11, and I was laid off in, in a brutal way. I mean, those of us who've been laid off, most of us, even if we don't like our jobs, it's devastating to be laid off. And I just was pushed to my, my knees. That was really a crisis. And I woke up from that and said, that's it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I never want to feel like this again. I never want to feel victimized like this, lost, confused. I'm taking control. And a series of events led me to decide to be a therapist. And I got a master's, became a therapist. But what happened was, quickly, I started giving talks to women around Connecticut about how do we thrive through change. And what happened was, I noticed that about nine out of 10 of of these midlife working women were as miserable as I had been. And and this was about six or seven years ago. And women's challenges in the workplace w- were not in the national conversation. There wasn't a book called Lean In. There, wa- there weren't people talking about it. And women would line up after these talks with tears in their eyes, shaking, saying, oh my gosh, no one is saying this stuff. And, and I'm, I'm really in trouble. I'm really struggling. And, and so it became a calling to figure out what's underneath this hidden epidemic. And how can I help? So, you know, I did do a year-long research study on women overcoming professional crisis, wrote my book, and this is what I do day in and day out, write, speak, train all around how do we build a satisfying, rewarding career that we love. Hmm. And that's how it happened. Interesting. Yeah. And like you said, I think a big part of the crisis is that people aren't doing things that feed into their passion. 
And so a lot of people, as we said, talk about finding your passion, but what are some practical tips for someone who wants to start figuring out what their passion is? Yeah. So Jenna, if if anyone reads any of my stuff on Forbes, Huffington Post, on on my own website, you're going to see that I, I don't tackle it the way other career coaches do. And I don't mean to put the whole industry down, but often career coaches will give you tactical tips go do this, power up your resume, go network, go build a LinkedIn profile. And I do talk about those things, but not at first. What you have to do is dig very deep and do some inner work before you make any changes whatsoever. So I always talk about there are five steps I've identified and I work, every client goes through these steps. If you want to bring about change like this, boy, I want to have a career that taps into what I love and what I care about. And briefly, they are five steps. First, you got to step back for an empowered perspective. A lot of people come to this discussion and they feel beat up. They don't like what they're doing. They're not succeeding in it. Uh, you know, I mean, some have some success, but often when you really don't like your work, you're unhappy, right? So you have to step back and look at, wait a minute, where have I come from and where do I want to go? What are my talents? What are my skills? What's my personality like? You know, you can find a great job that lets you do work you care about, but if your personality doesn't fit it, you're miserable, right? Mm-hmm. So the step back phase, you, I have a, a free download called the Career Path Self-Assessment. It's 11 pages. It's deep stuff. What's the legacy you want to leave? When you're 90 looking back, what do you want to have said you've done? So you've got to step back first, right? The second step is let go of the thinking patterns and behaviors that are keeping you stuck. And the way to do that is look at what's repeating in your life over and over that you don't want. That's something you have to change. A lot of people want to blame what's outside of them, the economy, my spouse, my toxic boss. You've got to look inside yourself. How can you change this pattern that repeats? The third step is to say yes, and this is what we're talking about. How do I figure out? A lot of people say, I know what I don't want, but I don't know what I do want. They can't really answer what they're passionate about. So in a second, I'm going to give you some questions that people can answer. Okay. But that's saying yes to your compelling visions. The fourth step is exploring it. So no, we don't want to just leap and throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's what a lot of people think career change is. It's not that. You can absolutely make a small shift, a, a small transition to bring passion forward. You don't have to chuck everything out and start all over again necessarily. And the fifth step is you've got to have a plan. You've got to create smart steps and goals with milestones. You, you definitely can't do this overnight. So that's the structure. But how do you figure out what you're passionate about? You look at what you're drawn to in life. What do you read? What do you watch? What do you listen to? What agitates you? I mean, a lot of people that have found great passion in their career have turned their mess into a message. That was me. My career was a mess. Now I've figured it out. Now I'm turning that mess into a message. So what agitates and upsets you and compels you to do something? A third thing to look at is where are the people that inspire you? A lot of people don't like their work because they don't respect the people they're working with, right? Mm -hmm. Look at who inspires you, who uplifts you, who makes you, you know, cry when you read what they have to say. That's an area that you probably have some energy in. Another question, if you could take one college level course on anything at all, and it would be free, what would you take? So these are just a few, few questions you can ask yourself. And, and you can read my, my post on LinkedIn about how to identify your passion and fuel your work with it for more questions. But you really have to dig deep and understand yourself. That's where it starts. Yeah, definitely. So then once you're kind of asking yourself these questions, 
are there some next steps that you should try? Um, maybe like volunteer work or going to family and friends to ask them what what they think your passion might be? What would be the next step after these initial questions? Good question. So that's the explore phase. And this mm-hmm. is what a lot of people eclipse and don't do well enough. They just jump. And I did that. You know, I just had an idea. I'd become a therapist, read it, read the curriculum online, said, this will be amazing. I'll do it. And that was the right thing. The wrong thing was to put all the eggs in that basket and stop doing my marketing work. So, you know, for three years, I got a master's and just put all the eggs in the basket of being a therapist. And then when I built the practice, it wasn't a good fit. It can be incredibly challenging and very dark. And, you know, I prefer coaching so much more. So you have to try it on. What you want to do is brainstorm 10 directions that excite you, then begin to narrow it down. And you do that by talking to everybody you know, saying, I'm thinking about a new direction. You know, somebody told me of an idea to have an idea party. Don't you love that? Invite your 10 friends that you love the most and respect the most. And everyone's there. You have dinner, you have drinks, you have a wonderful time, but you're there to help each other. And you all share, here's what I'm thinking. What are your ideas? Another way to do it is on LinkedIn, start building your network. And and what you want to do is get out there and ask the question, this is what I'm thinking to do. Do you know anyone who would be helpful to speak with? So that's the way you start talking about it. But absolutely, you want to, once you determine a few directions, you want to try it on physically. Volunteer, do a consulting project, job shadow, interview 10 people who are doing it, those who are doing it well and those who want to leave the field. Like, Don't make the mistake of only going for all the positive information. Make sure that you're getting a real-life picture of what this new direction would require of you to succeed. And you also have to have a financial plan for Mm -hmm. transitioning. I mean, a lot of women come to me and they have what I call the build it and they will come mentality. You know, I want to be a coach or I want to be an interior designer and I've gotten the credential. I'm hanging my shingle. Here we go. Well, that's not nearly Mm -hmm. enough to build a business and to be successful. So you've got to understand what it's going to require of you and the steps you have to take. And you've got to be prepared for that. Right. And I think for a lot of people, um, that financial part of it is kind of a big concern for them. They're worried that if they, you know, leave their well-paying job to pursue something that they're more interested in, that maybe the finances won't be there. So how do you kind of give advice to those people who are worried about that type of thing? Yeah, you know, I have to, I hear that more than any other comment. And I hear that from men mostly, much more than from women. And some people will push at me, you know, oh, sure, I'm going to, what I'd really love to do is teach philosophy and, you know, I'm going to give up my high paying finance career for that. And they're angry and they're resentful. And I would say two things. You don't have to throw out everything to love your career. You know, if, if you're in finance, for instance, or, you know, at a high level in corporate, if you can't throw out your career, then find something that matters to you that you can invest time and energy in. So let's say it's a cause at your company. You could create a foundation. You could spearhead, you know, fundraising. You don't have to change everything, right? Mm -hmm. But I would say to those people, because that was me, you know, I made a lot of money in my corporate life. And finally, now I'm making more money than I ever made before. And it's taken 10 years to do that. And it's not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. But what if I said to myself, I'll never make this amount of money doing anything else. What, what does that mean? It means you're going to be stuck. So I'd ask these people to be bold, to look at 
how can I do this without throwing the baby out with the bathwater, without jeopardizing my checkbook, my health, my family, but how can I bring more passion into what I'm doing and how can I transition so that I'm not completely starting over, but I am focusing on different outcomes that, that make me feel like I'm being of use in the world. That's how I would approach that. Yeah, and that's interesting because I think a lot of people have the idea that in order to pursue their passion, they just have to get rid of everything with their current job and just completely, you know, try something new. That might not necessarily be the case. That's so right. That's so right. You know, there are other ways as well. There's a lot of corporate professionals who are sick of the corporate world and the challenges. And that was me too. But my husband's a jazz percussionist and he runs, you know, three different businesses. And I would look at him and say, well, I can't go it alone. That, that can't, that will never be me. Well, here I am running my own business and I'm just about to publish a piece on Forbes about the six hidden assumptions that keep you from building a career you love. We make these assumptions and we're not even aware we're making them. But there are people that are well suited to corporate, but there are more people that aren't, to be honest, but they think I can't do this alone. So if that's you, I'd look into what would it take for me to go independent, to become a consultant, to do what I do in the corporate world, but do it for myself and build a small consulting firm. I mean, this is not as far away from you as you think it is, but you have to be open. If you're still going to resist, no, I'll never make enough money doing that. Well, then you'll be stuck. Would you say that there's maybe a certain stage or age that it's a good time for people to start thinking about shifting to more of their passion? instead of sticking with a career that maybe doesn't cater to their interests as much? What a, no one's asked me that question in that mm-hmm. way. I would say start now. You know, I just did a teen workshop for an organization called Think Peace Workshop. My goodness, age 13 to 18, and these girls are thinking about how they can make a difference. Start when you're a teen. You know, when I look at what I was at 18, I loved psychology. I was a writer. I, was, I am a singer, so I love to be in the public eye. People used to come to me with their problems. I love to get to the bottom of why people do what they do. It's exactly what I'm doing today. Hmm. So start when you're 18, start when you're 15. But if you're 40, it's not too late. I made the change, complete radical change. And then another career invention after age 40, it's not too late, but start immediately. What's the better time earlier? And the funny thing is, you know, you're not going to be the same person in 10 years that you are today. You're not. We change. You know, I'm at 54 now. When I look at what I was at 34, completely different. I wanted different things. So if you can be open and flexible, let your career, let your life morph and change. It's not linear. It's not static. You change, let your work change. But the time to do it is immediately. Definitely, you've experienced the emotional benefits of having a career that feeds your passion. How have you seen other people, maybe women that you've worked with, how have they seen emotional benefits from pursuing something that's more of their passion? It's basically a life changer. It's, it's not a platitude that I'm saying this. It changes your life. You know, there's a book that I adore. Maria Nemeth wrote it, The Energy of Money. And she says, people are happiest when they're demonstrating in physical reality what they know to be true about themselves and giving form to their life intentions in ways that serve others. That's it. That's a happy life. That's an incredibly successful, happy life. So the benefits are you feel better. Like all of my chronic illness, I had four years of tracheitis. Every three months I'd have an infection of the throat, the trachea. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. Mm -hmm. And so many people come to me, they're sick, they're exhausted, they're depressed, there's no time for their family, there's no work-life balance. All of that can change. 
and does change when you figure out how you want to be of service in the world in that way that only you can. So you feel better, you look better, you're better to be around. You know, I wrote a post about six toxic behaviors that push people away. Those toxic behaviors go away when you are being of service in the way only you can and in a way that makes you feel like you know why you're on the planet at this time. It all changes. So there's just immeasurable emotional and spiritual and and health benefits too. And that is just reason enough to make the leap and decide to change. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're actually running a little short on time, but I wanted to just give you the floor for the last about 30 seconds or so. Just maybe a final bit of advice that you have for our listeners on this topic could be something that you mentioned earlier or something maybe we didn't get to, but what would be your last bit of advice for someone who is thinking about trying to find a career that fits more with their passion? I would say that this is a longing for you. Gosh, I wish I could do more meaningful work. Please get on the path to exploring it. Don't cut yourself off at the knees. Just start exploring. Just start talking, reading. There's so many books. Go to my website, kathycaprino.com. Lots of free resources. Take the free career path assessment. Start to get to know yourself better and believe that you, in fact, can do this. You don't have to know the hows right now. The hows will come. It's a process. But get on the path to believing you can do this because you can, and so many thousands are doing it. So I, I hope you'll do that today, everyone who's listening. All right. And with that final bit of advice, we'll bring the show to a close. You've been listening to Job Search Guide with our guest, Kathy Caprino. Once again, Kathy is an international women's career success coach, author, and writer. You can learn more about her by visiting kathycaprino.com. And as always, we love to hear from our listeners as well. You can send us suggestions or feedback to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm your host, Jenna Konar. And thank you for joining us on LJN Radio.